So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and today I have another special guest, Megan Greco. Megan is a physical therapist, and she's also a member of Platinum Mastermind, and she is totally crushing it. She told me this last week that she's hired two new people, and she's making more now that she's hired more people um, in her business, and guess what? Her business is out of her home, and I thought this is just such a unique story, and she's got a... Um, uh, a passion for helping other physical therapists. So I invite her on the show to come share what she's doing, how she did it, and um, how you can do it too. So, hey, Megan, thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start off kind of in a little bit different place than I usually do. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, tell me about, tell us a little bit about your business. Um, who do you help? Like, like what kind of, like, uh, how many patients are you guys seeing? Uh, can you give me just a little rundown of where you're at? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so I am out of my house. I've been doing it for 10 years now. Um, and, um, it's out of my basement. It's like a separate entrance. Um, but, um, so I see about, I work up three days a week now and I work only the hours that my kids are in school, which is not phenomenal. Um, and then I have hired two other PTs. Um, one is fully booked and the other one is growing. Um, she also has other kids, so she is trying to, you know, fit in her time, um, around that, but overall I'm probably seeing about 18 to 25 a week. Mm -hmm. And so is my other PT and the other one is probably like four to six right now, yeah. but she wants to grow probably to about 12. Yeah. So are you guys seeing like in total about 35, 40 people a week or more? What's the, yeah, it's I, probably, I don't know the math in my head. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty steady. It's like yeah. 35 to 40 a week. Um, but sometimes it'll go up to 50, you know, like yeah. the, like COVID, the height of COVID, we were probably seeing like 60 people a week, 70, you know, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. Like I people had I, time for their health, which was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Was that you that posted a picture of like the person's feet inside your house yeah. and head outside of your house? Like yeah, I have the best. Well, so when we shut down, um, we, I live in Maryland. We shut down and um, everybody was like, you know, I'm not going to see anybody. And I was like, well, I, want, I still want to see people. I'm out of my house. So I definitely yeah. can control a lot more. Yeah. And I have, the, I have this patient who just had uh, like a bunion surgery. And so I was like, he's like six, seven. He's my favorite patient. Uh -huh. I think I've treated everywhere on his body, you know? Yeah. And I said, Hey, you want to do something funny for social media? And he was like, he was totally game. So I put the table through the window <laughs> got he got on the outside and just put his feet in and so i said now doing like drive-by foot therapy <laughs> you know it was so funny that's awesome so, you know everybody had to have a good sense of humor at that time yeah. so yeah yeah that's really great yeah. um let's see so let, let's go back I, I always like to ask like how'd you get into physical therapy in the first place was there like yeah. something that happened or a, a special story or was it like by default yeah. So this is really ironic. You're asking me this because my daughter is 14 right now mm -hmm. and she has not showed any interest in like physical therapy. My husband's a PA orthopedics. 
And so he, she just didn't show any interest, but she started taking a dance class this year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the dance instructor there is amazing. And she's just like, so body-based. Yeah. And yesterday we were picking our classes for next year. And she was like, I think I want to look at some sports medicine and anatomy. And I was like, what, you know, because at her age, it was like 15. I was a sophomore. I was in high school and I was, I was in like every sport, you know, I was just that athletic girl. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to I love to like, just, you know, that generic, like I love to help people, you know? And so, um, that it was career day and you had to pick like whatever one you thought you might be interested in. And I went to a physical therapist's office and, um, I actually, um, just shadowed for a day, a hand therapist. And the one thing, first of all, I loved, like, just, I knew that I just wanted to work in sports. And so that was great. But the one thing that she said to me was, do you want to have a family? And I was 15. And I was like, I don't know. But I knew that I did, of course, want a family, I'm sure, in the future. I'm like, sure. And she's like, well, you can always open up your own business. And, you know, whenever you have time, you can see patients around your family time. And that just stuck with me. Like, I was like, oh, well, that's genius. I was like, yep, okay, we'll do that, you know? So um, after high school, I went to Gettysburg College up in Pennsylvania. And then... um, I became an athletic trainer there. And then um, I went to the University of St. Augustine in, in Florida. Um, and and then from there, I worked in Miami with orthopedic injuries. Um, I worked with a lot of Ironman mm-hmm. um, triathletes and marathoners and, um, and then came to Maryland. And then I was like a clinic director up here for a large you know practice. And then when I had my kids, um, I was like, well, the funny thing is when I was working for this other facility, I wanted to be with my kids all day. So I would actually work three days a week as the director, but I would come in at five in the five at night when my, when my husband was done, we just trade in the parking lot, you know, and I would work until 11 or midnight. Wow. So I asked like my patients, I was like, Hey, would you come in? Like if I I opened like a 10, 10, 30, 11, they're like, absolutely. My kids are down. I definitely will come in to like, you know, just spend some like time on myself. I was like, all right. So we're like playing softball in the parking lot at 11, you know, 1130 at night, like wow. rehabbing people. It was super fun. But, and what I got city to was this, in? this is in, um, my practice, the, the, um, the place that I worked was physiotherapy associates in Clarksville. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm basically running the whole business at night. Yeah. So I was like, I need to find a house that I can just do this out of and do my own thing. Yeah. So was that your business or that wasn't your business? That was you working for someone else. You got it. And you got to do it at night. And then you're like, I should be just doing this for myself. Yeah. I'm like, I had my patient load and they came, you know, like, I just knew that I knew that like when you have a good rapport with your patients and your patients are just like trusting you. Mm -hmm. And then if they could match it with time to take care of themselves, they were like, so on board. They were just like, yeah, I want good time. I want good time with the PT and I want good time. Once my kids I know are in bed. Yeah. You know, it was interesting because when I was in San Francisco, people were okay coming to get a massage at six, seven, eight, and even like some people wanted nine o'clock. I was like, I'm not, not, not after nine. I'm going to go home. When we moved to Greensboro, it was, you know, I think six was fine, but no one wanted, uh, no one wanted to come see us at seven or eight o'clock at night. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So we had kids and I was like, great. Last patients at five. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. I was thinking like, well, maybe it was, you were still in the big city. That's why I asked where it was, but so let's see. So 
you're working out of home. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? I mean, did you, did, were you just having people come like, well, when I, when I worked out of my home in San Francisco, we had an apartment, it's two bedroom apartment. And yeah. I just had set up my massage table in the living room and had to make sure my uh, roommate was out of, you know, like out at work, you know, totally. is, is that kind of where you started or did you guys just build out like a second area or how did that come about? So we, um, first of all, let me just preface this with, yeah. I think people, when they trust you, they'll come wherever yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? They'll come to a closet. They'll just be like, yeah. can you put they'll your table to, in here? They'll come to downtown Greensboro after dark where no one wants to go. Like when we first opened, yeah. it was like dangerous. People were like, you're that downtown Greensboro? Like, yes. <laughs> oh, cool. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just will. So like, I'm just going to say that, but, yeah. um, I do like to go to places where I'm like, it's, you know, it's kept up. It's, you know, I, I just personally like to do that. And especially if I'm going into somebody's home, I want, I want to feel comfortable, you know? So we bought a ranch home and, um, the basement was kind of a walkout and it was completely unfinished. And so, um, for a little bit, I, I just, treated people in the unfinished space because we really kind of wanted to watch like there was an, it was like a floodplain nearby so we were just kind of yeah. watching see like what would happen and um and then we built it out and um so there was a you just walk around to the side and you walk around to the back and you just it's a separate entrance and i did put a bathroom there it was a bathroom yeah. and when i wasn't working right it was shared by the whole house so yeah but um and so I just had one room. It was probably like 600 square feet mm-hmm. um, with a table. And I had a treadmill on a, a bike because that's just what I used to do. And I put a big mirror on the wall and all I had were, and still do bands, you know, like everything's just like functional training, kettlebells, barbells, you know, um, I just didn't, I never really ever used the equipment, like the big equipment that I had in my other clinics um, because I just thought everything was functional. They can't do that at home, you know? Right. So I started with very bare minimum. I had very low overhead. It was yeah. a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Did you guys buy the house with the intention of converting the basement? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you but I think- decide, did you decide, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do it at home. We need to move or were you already moving? And this was kind of like a convenience. We were already moving. Mm-hmm. Um, we had moved from like a townhome, which I totally could have just done it out of there. Yeah. Um, and it would have been fine there. And then, but we moved to a house and I was like, you know what, <laughs> let's, let's do it this way. Cause I really, my priority really was um, trying to just, you know, raise my kids as much as I could, but like myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, if someone like while we're on this topic, like if someone was interested in starting a physical therapy practice out of their home, are there like two or three things that they need to like think about or look out for um, that might be different than just a mobile practice or a rental regular brick and mortar type of? Yeah, 100%. Um, So you definitely need to look at your HOA if there is an Mm -hmm. HOA or the zoning, you know, of your, of the places you're looking at or what you already have. There's definitely ways around it, of course. Right. But I do like, I'm kind of a rule follower. Um, like now, like I'm the first child too. Yes. No, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm Catholic. So I don't know if that's, but, um, I just want, and also I always really wanted to like respect my neighbors to be like, you know, like I want, I just always want to keep it like happy, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so the HOA really just cares about the traffic that you're bringing to your house, right? So I see one patient an hour, so, and I get them out before the next person comes. So it's not a lot, you know, like it's, if you're really watching, then obviously people know something's up, but, um, so there is a way around HOAs, of course, but that's what I did. I looked at the HOA and I was totally fine. There's a lot of places in Maryland that you can just do your own thing. Um, and it turns out that when I was in, yeah, in my practice in my first neighborhood, everybody in my, on my street had their own businesses running. And then I was like, now you're like looking and you're like, what is going on in this neighborhood <laughs> through the day? You know, like everybody has clients coming in and out, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, so yeah. So you want to look at that. Um, and then you want to like, you really, I don't market to anyone. I never marketed. Right. Because mm-hmm. I don't want randos coming to my house, you know? Right. Um, so when physicians would be like, can I have your card or, and I'm like, no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like you can call me or like, you know, but I really want to know who's, who's coming through someone else, you know? Right. And even doing that, I was, I had a full schedule from day one, yeah. which was wonderful. So you really just have to be intertwined in the community that you're in mm-hmm. um, before you kind of open up into your house. Cause you have to think about your, your safety. I've never had one issue in 10 years in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is that because of like, just you're, you're getting people word of mouth or, you know, I mean, it's, is it, I mean, I, we have, we don't have any issues. I mean, we've got yeah. angry people in the last few years yeah. <laughs> because of COVID, yeah. but, you know, it's like people, I do, people do worry about safety and people coming to their home, right? Mm-hmm. So are yeah. there certain things that you're doing to protect yourself or are you just saying it's not really an issue because of the way that you kind of position everything? There are a couple people that they did not put like on, I have a form and they fill out like the referral. And when they don't fill that out, I call them and I say, Hey, like, you know, who, who referred you so that I can be like, okay. And I know the type of person that is. And, you know, um, and I think that's, I think that's crucial to know who's coming to your home, you know, but even in my other offices I worked in, I've not, I mean, my patients have been great. I've had like one or two male patients that have just been a little over the line and I didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with them. Um, and with them, I was just like, okay, we're done with you. You know, like, I'm not going to see you again, but I have not had that in my home. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit, I wouldn't say bigger. It's a, it's a, it's more of an issue for massage therapists and that, you know, that's the background I come from because people confuse yeah. massage with sex and, people just don't yes. know, you know, um, or yeah. they're just idiots, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. so, but it's, uh, but it's good to hear from perspective, like from PT where it, the intention of coming PT is different, but it, it is important to protect yourself when you're going to someone's home, whether yeah. you're doing it in your cash practice or for home health or bringing them in your own home. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing just, yeah. just quickly, which, which is obviously super important is the insurance, right? So, um, you definitely need to have a good, you know, like general liability and an umbrella coverage. And if you bring other people on, like you really got to be yeah. um, up to speed with everything that you need yeah. to come on to protect yourself and protect your home. Right, right. Oh, of course. And yeah. basically besides those things, it's really just like you renting a place down the street. It just happens to be under where you live. Yeah. And it comes with amazing tax benefits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can write off the whole, that, that portion of your house. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and I've gotten with a tax plan, like an actual like tax planner, not just an accountant yeah. recently. And I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> like there's so many benefits you can have. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's hard though. Like it is hard with the boundary between like work and life because you're, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in your space, but 
um, I'm getting better at it. Yeah. You know, do you do things exactly. like you only go out the back, out the front door and come in the back door versus down the stairwell? <laughs> I wish I did. I'm like, see ya. And I run up the stairs, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. So what, um, let me see. There's a, a million questions I want to ask. Um, let's start with this. Like, what are some of the other, um, like, are there any like misconceptions people have about like either other therapists you talk to about like what's happening with like having a business in your home or whether they can start one or how to, you know, like how do I market it? I mean, is there something else that you, that, that would be helpful for people to understand? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, when I first left um, my practice, when I was all insurance based, um, I, there was no one around me doing cash at all. Yeah. And I was really just trying to um, take advantage of my situation in terms of like my husband made a good living. And I was like, let me, let me just see. Right. And like, I don't know, like if it doesn't work, I'll go back. But I really felt like I had, I had the clientele that would be willing to do this. So, and I paid out of pocket for things and I didn't, I didn't mind. Like I like choosing who I want to go to. And so, um, so when I, when I left the therapist there was like, they were so kind, but they were like, Hey, we'll see when you get back when everybody gets tired of paying cash for PT. And I was like, I was just blown away. So like every year I call them like, Hey, they haven't gotten tired yet. Yeah. (laughs) Still not tired, you know? Um, So I know. So that was like the other PTs were like, Hmm. And then when I say I'm out of my house, I think it's sometimes people are like, Hmm, is that legitimate? You know what I mean? Like, and I get it, you know, I think it's smart. Um, but because I'm not in like this big, huge building, I just think, I just think I've gotten really comfortable with the type of care that I want to give mm-hmm. my patients and my patients right. know when they come, um, that they're going to get yeah. the best care that they possibly yeah. can get. Cause I can just focus on them. I don't have to focus on anything else. Yeah. That's awesome. And just like, uh, I mean, this is like legit. You, you may, you're making like what? What are you guys bringing in gross? You're like 40,000, I don't know. You said you made 27,000 last month. <clears throat> was yeah, that gross after, or that was after? That was after, after paying. Expen- after yeah. paying. Uh, after expenses. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And so I I brought on, um, so the first PT that I just brought on was like kind of, she was working at another clinic mm-hmm. and um, she's an amazing therapist and has always traveled like an hour to get to her yeah. Um work. And so she lives like five minutes away. And I, she came to me as a patient and I said, Hey, you know, do you want to come here? You know, she was like, that would be amazing. So, um, she has started coming in May, May of 2021. And so since then, um, we have doubled obviously what I've been doing. And then we, and so we're probably, we were probably like high 100, like 183,000. And if we just stay where we are right now, we're going to be, um, grossing close to four Yeah. at the end of 2022. Yeah. That's dope. So this isn't a hobby yeah. in your basement. It totally, I know. <laughs> and you yeah. know, I just like, I'm so happy for her because she used to work. Yeah. Like she used to work back to back to back to back, like patients, you know how this goes, right? 22 patients a, a day. And, um, you know, and now she's like, this is amazing to be able to just like, work, I don't know, 18 hours a week and I'm yeah. golfing. She's golfing. She's going to see her kids in college. So, you know, like 
she's like, I can have a whole life and still make a really good living. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. That's awesome. That's so yeah. great. It's cool to hear like people like you making, creating awesome jobs for other physical therapists. Yes. Yeah. And my goal is like, I definitely want to pay my PTs well. Like mm-hmm. I think they deserve it. And I'm like, so I'm going to, I raise my price again so that they could also enjoy the benefit and not yeah. have to take care of the practice, you know? Right. That's great. So yeah. tell me, let's see. I'm trying to remember. It has been like it's been a year and a half since we started working together, right? Yeah. You started your business ten years ago. You started mm-hmm. your cash practice like ten years ago. Yeah. So what was happening at that time? Like you're this is going great, like eight years in, and then what was changing where you were like, wait a minute, I need some help or I need to grow or something's not working for me. What was happening? Yeah. Well, I think I was always like I always just had the mindset like, okay, well this is what I'm doing and mm-hmm. this is enough. You know, like I'm making good money and I'm having balance, but like, how do I grow without putting even more on my plate? Right. Which obviously is I've put stuff more on my plate, but I think it's going to, it'll, it'll be, I'm, I'm going towards something. Um, well, so COVID happened for sure. Right. And you know, when I'm always like, I've always said to myself, well, I want like the world to stop just so I can catch up and like get some like new ideas going. And that's basically what happened, right? It was like a gift in that way. Like obviously a lot of bad things have occurred, but um, so it just let me look outside the box a little bit. So I, um, in that first two weeks, I got a little nervous because I was like, yeah. I knew I could always make a good living when there was someone right in front of me, you know, and I was doing the job, right? And I knew that would never go away unless obviously I got hurt or whatever. And then with COVID, I was like, oh shit. Like if people can't come to me or I can't touch them, like where is my living going to come from? And I'll tell you, I was doing telehealth and I was like, this is sucking the life out of me just because I learned how to do it well. But like for those first couple of weeks, I was like, oh my God, you have to bring, you're bringing so much energy to the room and you're trying to do it the same way and you can't do it the same way. And you have to learn all new things, which is great. I mean, so that's still part of our practice now, but um, I was like, I need to do something that's outside of me just touching people, you know, sounds terrible, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So I actually um, listened, I'm going to give a um, shout out to Greg Todd because he did that 21 and 20 thing. It was like a, just a free thing that he should put out there for COVID. And I was just listening to it. And I was like, oh, I need a mentor. Like I need somebody who's already done it, like growing and trying to put something else together. And so I went through that and that was great. And I listened to that while I was trying to figure out the world and what the next step was. Um, And then, and then I had always followed you Mm -hmm. and I had already been doing cash business, but um, I, your name just kept coming in front of me all the time. And I was like, let me go back to Aaron and see what he's up to. And I've just kept following you. I just kept looking at all your stuff. And so then I was like, all right, I want to have him as a mentor mm-hmm. um, to help me grow. And the first, so we, I signed on with you and it was nerve wracking because now I'm paying for somebody else. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? And my, my whole thing is, well, I can do it myself. Right. You know, like that's the thing that takes me down. I think You're smart most. enough. You can do it. Right. And then really, I mean, like you would probably just say to me like, well, hello, if you could have done that by yourself already, you would have. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I know you're right. So um, I needed somebody to give to light a fire under my ass to get me going, 
right? Yeah. Because there's so many distractions in my life and everybody else's lives that I want to stay focused. Yeah. And I yeah. do think spending the money makes you focus because mm-hmm. you don't want to waste your money. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah. So the one thing that you said to me from the very beginning was you need to make time to do these other things. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could just do it all, all the time, you know? And so that was the biggest golden nugget you gave me in the first yeah. couple of weeks of, awesome. okay, now let me just focus and start to trust that I can delegate to other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it took you a while to get some things rolling, right? Yes. Like there was like at this point you're like, Aaron, you've been telling me like, so t- can you tell us about, like, what, what, what did I say or what did you hear and what happened? You know, I think that this year and a half, definitely I've grown emotionally too. Like there's mm-hmm. like a whole process, right? So like I've been doing this in my basement, like, you know, my ego, you know, it's like, it's like all there, honestly. Like I've had to really be like, Megan, like, what is your problem? You know, like just do it. Like, I think on the last platinum mastermind, yeah. like retreat, I was like, just fucking do it. Like that just, I have it written all over this room. You know, if you tell me to do it, you've already done it. And I'm seeing the group do things mm-hmm. and they're implementing it and it's working. That should be enough, you know? Right. Um, so I had to get out of my own way a little bit to do these things a lot, a lot. So I've, I've been growing a lot to do these things yeah. because it's uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. And then you watch people like in the group, they come in and they just do exactly what you say from the beginning and they do amazing. Right. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know, like, oh my gosh, like I get off the, I'm like, come on, you know? And it's just, I'm 44, right? I'm not going to say like I'm old, right? But I am 20 years. I never did social media. I never did marketing. I never did anything for those 10 years, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so it's just a, it's just a different mindset, you know? And I have to be open to the process or it's not going to work. Yeah. That's awesome. So now what's, what's changed for you? Um, my desire for change is a lot more than my discomfort, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'm so like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or my comfort, I should say, like, I am actually uncomfortable in my comfort now. Like I, like, I'm like, this is too long. I don't want to be comfortable like this. I want to push out and I have to just get my stuff rolling. Yeah. And honestly, I want to, like, I get so excited to talk about this stuff. I love what I've done and I want to teach other people how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have like, you, you have time for your kids? You how many kids do you have? I have two. You got two kids and you got family, you got a business downstairs and, but you're not working all, you're not treating patients all the time. You're able to like work on growing your business and work yeah. on helping other people like Okay. Awesome. What else is there? Like, are you working out? You got other hobbies and uh, do you, I mean, I barely have time for some of my hobbies. I know. (laughs) So I will, I'm going to be completely honest this, like the COVID time and like me trying to like grow stuff, um, on the side, it is taken away from my self-care. Like I'm, I'm now like, okay, now I gotta like go back and get, we were just talking about the like kettlebells, you know, I have to get that back in order. Um, and I do have, I definitely, I have ADD, so it's definitely hard for me to manage. And so now I'm like scheduling my time in because I'm just, but I feel like, you know, there's definitely going to be times where it's crazier and then it's not, you know, and I feel like I'm finally at a place where I'm like, Oh, like I can see where this is all going to pan out and like be, it's already working out. And then I get back into the fold again. 
right? Right. Because yeah. you've been probably doing some things where you're putting in the work now and it's going to yes. benefit you later, like building out systems and marketing. And 100%. And that's exactly right, actually. So yeah. building the systems is really the, if I had, and actually I, I was doing it all the way, like all the mm -hmm. time, I didn't realize it, but I wasn't putting it together. So then I hired a virtual assistant. You had um, said that early on, like, why would you do something that you can pay someone else to do for a lot cheaper? And I'm like, oh my God, that's genius. Like, of course you should, right? But I need to hear it from you, you know, and that yeah. constant reinforcement of the, the group saying, oh yeah, well, of course you should do that. So I did that. And now she's putting it together and she's so good at it. She's efficient. You know, I can sleep better knowing that these things are getting done. Yeah. And now you can use that time for what? Yeah. Taking care of myself, taking care of my family, and then also growing other things that are going to be more lucrative in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I do. I mean, I do see this like you're clearly smart. I mean, I think I'm smart enough, you know, but it's our ego that gets in the way a lot of times. Yes. Right. I mean, yes. is it like. You know, whether it's uh, I can fix my body or I can fix my business or I can fix this other problem I have. A lot of times we do need some outside intervention, right? Oh, I I mean, and, and the ironic thing is I actually am a big believer of like surrounding yourself with the people like in all realms of your life, right? Like spiritual yeah. life, your physical life, like you make appointments with these people so that you become the person you want to be, right? Um, I think that's super important. This piece has been very hard for me, yeah. but I'm like totally getting there, which is, yeah. I'm proud of it. You know, like I know it's going to get there. Why has it been hard? Um, I've honestly me, like it's, you know, there's a lot of things like me having to show up to the meetings and put myself out there and go, Hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? You know, mm -hmm. because, you know, for 10 years, I've just been like making my own decisions, the shots, you know, and I'm still making my own decisions, but I don't have to run it by anybody. Right. And I don't have to do that in the group, but in order to be part of the group, you want to be helping how you want to help other people, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause they're helping me. Like, I'm just like watching them like be successful and it's, amazing and encouraging to watch everyone do so well, you know? Yeah. Um, and you want to do that too. You know, you want to help them by your stories too. Right. It's just a vulnerable place to be. It is. It is. It's tough. It's hard to ask for help. <laughs> oh, right? yes. Yeah. But you know what? The people that just do it, like yeah. they are successful. Everybody's got the ideas, but there's people that implement them are the ones that are like, oh, well, shit, I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, like how many times <laughs> have we said that? Right. Like, right. why didn't I think of that? You did think of it. You just didn't do it. This guy did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what was it? Like, I think there's, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was something like there's, uh, I don't know how many people invented like the sliced bread, but you know, there was the one person that did it. I think, you know, whether it was the, I don't know if it was like, there were, you know, there's multiple printing presses, but the Gutenberg one is the one that, you know, everyone knows about, um, yeah. you know, and there's a bunch of people that probably thought of it and just never, you know, took action on it. I think, totally. you know, what is it? Yeah. Ideas are a dime a dozen, but the implementation is what can, you know, I don't know. I'll have to make this one up. But the implementation is what's going to help you, you know, get there first or win or be successful. hundred percent. And also like, it's okay to fail. You know, like all these people are like, just fail early, fail fast, you know, yeah. like don't wait and then fail, fail, just get them out of the way so that you can, you can be successful. And I think your 80% is good enough. Like that was like so hard for me. I didn't realize how much of a, like, I will wait until it's perfection. Cause I'm not a, I don't feel like a perfectionist, but I will wait until it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> till I feel good about it. I should say, you know, yeah. but I love the way that you think. And I'm like, 
I just got to start putting it up there, you know, yeah. um, and just see how it, how it, uh, people respond to it. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and by doing that. those things, you've like doubled your business in the like. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, it's funny. People love it. Like yeah. they're, you know, like that's people so are so, when you're vulnerable, people are open. Yeah. And did you also have trouble giving away, like getting your patients on someone else's schedule? Oh my gosh. That was terrible. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at it, but, but now like when I have new patients come in, I'm yeah. like, no, sorry. I'm actually a lot. I'm better. Like, I'm sorry. I can't see you. Yeah. And I, hope they don't go somewhere else because I've never had that. And they don't, they stay because they yeah. trust me that I trust my, you know, right. I trust my PTA. Right. Yeah. I hear that from a lot of people. They're, they're like, I'm super busy. I'm seeing all 40 people a week and I can't get my physical therapist schedules full. I'm like, you should be putting your patients on their schedule. So you have more yes. time. And they're like, no, why would I do that? Yes. And there are some patients that I just absolutely love to treat. So like, I'm like, I don't want to give them up. Um, but definitely all my new patients and it helps because she actually works afternoon and evenings and I mm -hmm. cannot do it. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that's, that's a, awesome. that's an easy built-in boundary for right. sure. Right. For sure. Um, mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, Megan, is there any questions that I should have asked, but I didn't, you know? Yeah, I, uh, no, I feel like. I just really, I'm really happy with the growth in the mastermind. Yeah. For awesome. sure. I love seeing other people's growth and I'm excited to like help other people do what I do because I think physical therapy is like, mm -hmm. I know we think it's important. I don't know other people that have never had it before. They obviously have no idea. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think in this day and age, like we're, we're really like the gatekeepers, like the primary care for a lot of people, you know, especially mm -hmm. now because people can't get into their primary care. Right. Um, and I just think PT is really important. And the world is kind of changing a little bit in terms of, um, I think it's really good if everybody has control over their income and not having to like go somewhere where they're kind of under the regulations of having to close, having to open. Like during COVID, I moved my whole practice outside underneath my deck and I got infrared heaters. I got, I mean, cause we had no, I mean, that early time and we had no yeah. idea, you know, and people didn't feel comfortable. So I was like, well, that's fine. You want to go outside? You know? And they were like, yeah. So I literally just moved the table outside and they were like, okay. So we did that. We did it through the summer. People loved it. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're like, this is beautiful out here. And I'm like, okay, I just moved all my weights and everything outside. That's the amazing thing of owning your own thing. You make the rules. Right. Right. No, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I especially loved it in COVID when there was like, you had no control that I still had some control. Right. Right. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. We did some outsourced treatment as well. We had a few, mos we had a little bit of mosquito problem we had to fix, but we okay. had that under control. Yeah. It was nice. It was yeah. easy. Um, and you're, and you're speaking at PT BizCon on basic, on a little bit about how to start a in-home physical therapy cash practice, right? Yeah. I'm super psyched about That's, it. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. So if you guys want to hear more from Megan about how to do that, make sure you check out ptbizcon.com. It's going to be March 18th and 19th this year. Awesome. Um, and come see her speak about that. Um, Megan, uh, this is so awesome. If, um, if there was anything else that you felt like, uh, a lesson you've learned or that people should know, or someone who's even trying to, you know, take their business and grow it beyond just them and hire other people. Is there another piece of advice that you have? I would say like, get your, I would say, get your own house in order in terms of you, mm -hmm. <laughs> like know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know your boundaries. Like, what are you, what kind of life do you want to have? Right. And stick to it. 
because you should, I think Jess Jenny does a great job about that, like creating her life, you know, her life around her work. Um, and I have done the same thing. I have often kind of, uh, my boundaries got a little gray because I was nervous that I would lose the client. Mm-hmm. Have, have confidence, you know, like I've never lost a client <laughs> and like, just get your own emotional health in order so that you can be ready and available for every patient. And then when the, when another, we want to hire more PTs, you're going to be like even better set up. So that's what this first year and a half, like may like trying to work through, you know, just like that heels in the ground. Right. Yeah. Do that now. Right. While you're in school, you know, and just like have confidence that there are so many patients out there and they want your help. And you don't need to be a hundred percent the best, get everything in order. You don't have to do any of that. They just want a caring person to listen to them and help them reach their goals. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super important. Yeah, totally. So Megan, where, um, if someone was to reach out and, uh, connect with you online, what's the best place for them to do that? Uh, com. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So Thank yeah, you. we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, for you guys oh, I did know. my first TikTok last night. You did your first TikTok? <laughs> yes. Awesome. It was like seven seconds long. It took me like yeah. an hour, but whatever. I'm getting better at it. Cool. And are you also on Instagram or? I am. Yeah. Yes. Megan Greco DPT. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Megan. Well, thanks for joining joining us on the on the show. I'm looking forward to having you speak at PT BizCon this year. It was my pleasure. Yeah. I had a blast. Thank you so much. You have been super helpful to me. So I'm looking forward to the next, you know, next year for sure. Awesome. Absolutely. And you're very welcome. Um, I would say, uh, y'all make sure that, uh, make sure that you, um, join us on the next episode, but before you do that, go out, take some action, get your house, your brain, your ego, everything in check and in order. So you know exactly what you want and then go get it and, and kick some ass for kick sure. Some ass. We'll yes. see you on the next show. Thanks y'all. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you want to learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com. And we get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.